PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S are now out. After generations of gaming, Nerdcraft Nation reviews the last full year before the next-gen launch. Joined by special guest Jeff Akins, Austin and Brandon discuss their favorite and least favorite games of the past 12 months while looking to the future of gaming. I'm Austin Hall, and this is Nerdcraft Nation. Welcome to Nerdcraft Nation, everyone. I will be your host today. My name is Austin Butler. I mean, sorry, my name is Austin Hall. My bad. I forgot that I'm not Austin Butler. Anyway, I'm joined with Brandon Kessley. Hey, everybody. And for the first time, we have Jeff Aikens on the line with us. What's up, guys? How you feeling? How are you doing? Great. Glad to be here. Nerdcraft Nation. Absolutely. So, this episode is going to be all about nerdy, nerdy video games. And I I figured I'd start it off with going around the Zoom and let's talk about Game of the Year, fellas. If you had to pick a Game of the Year by the last 12 months, what would you pick? We'll start with Brandon. I can tell you what will not be up there will not be the Marvel's Avengers game. That game was Yo, that, that game, game is trash. <laughs> That game is trash. I can't. I feel bad for anyone who spent sixty dollars on that. I'm sorry, bro. I bought that instead of two K twenty one, and I, whew, I should have bought two K twenty one. I don't know, man. You would have played yourself either way. Just buy two K twenty one for ten bucks. Bad weekend for me because I also <laughs> paid for the Mulan remake that same weekend. Oh god. Oh, god damn, bro. In terms of the games I played within the last twelve months that have been released within the last twelve months, I think the only one that would really qualify is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Also, I know you've got feelings about that game. For me, I had a blast. I love. Star Wars. That's no secret for anyone who's known me and anyone who's listened to the pod. But it's been a while since we've actually had a game that lets you actually just feel like you're really a Jedi and playing with the lightsabers and have really good lightsaber combat. The last time we had that was like the Jedi Knight games that used to have Cal Katarn. And so this is kind of a throwback to that, but with a modern gameplay style. It had a lot of elements of like Uncharted, maybe Tomb Raider, and a couple other of those large-scale platforming games. Not a lot of puzzle solving, but a lot of really climbing in those little like sliding levels where you're sliding through something and have to jump around. The combat was challenging and it wasn't something where you could just kind of spam the guard button. But I thought that was at least for me in terms of the games that I played that were recently released was probably my favorite game from the last 12 months. I've been playing a bunch of other games that didn't come out this year. But in terms of those games that came on the last 12 months that I have to give up to Fallen Order. It's like Dark Souls meets Uncharted and then you throw Star Wars paint on it and it's just like perfect for me. Not a perfect game, but really fun. Jeff, have you played Fallen Order? Yeah, I actually, I played and I beat Fallen Order. It's an interesting choice. I like the game, and it's not a bad game, but its lack of replayability, it fucking killed it for me, which is a big issue, I think, especially with how expensive games are nowadays. I gotta be able to throw that shit in back in after I beat it, and I feel like, alright, hold on, why am I just tearing down your game? I'm sorry, bro. Let's <laughs> talk about my game. Alright. <laughs> so in terms of games that came out this year within the last 12 months i would say the last of us part two is probably 
one of the more enjoyable ones that I've been playing. I guess because I played on the hardest difficulty, it can get a little bit frustrating at times if you're not totally zoned in on it, but I enjoy the process of going through it, and I think it was a well-done game. I haven't actually beat it yet. I've been distracted playing fucking Warzone with some of the homies, obviously, because that's just what you do if you're trying to just kill some time. Nothing beats a little bit of Call of Duty. But if I was going to say the best game is probably The Last of Us Part Two. The gameplay is so good. It's so different in terms of, you know, having to creep up on people and dealing with all that. It's a fun game to play, and it's not the easiest thing in the universe, which I thought that Fallen Order at times seemed pretty easy, especially at the end. Well, I guess once you get all the powers, yeah, it does kind of get easier. I think the spoiler, I guess? Fighting the chick is not as difficult as the dude in um, the old Jedi Temple. God, The yeah, one on, on Dathomir? Yeah, on Dathomir. That dude, I think, was a much more difficult fight than the final boss of that game, but I will say, the deeming quality of that game is definitely the end when you see Darth Vader, because that was, I guess, on brand as it gets for Darth Vader. He just shows up, just starts wrecking shit, and you're just like, god damn. Yeah, oh, you, you literally can't fight him. Like, <laughs> if you try to fight him, he kills you. You have to run. You just dip. It's cool. I always like that, you know. It was like, Vader always has really good cameos and anything that happens with him. Like, Except maybe uh, Force Unleashed. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Well, that doesn't count. Get out of here. I'm talking about... <laughs> I'm talking about real. Yeah. It's just not canon no more. Right? You're right. It's not canon at all. Like you know, you just they're playing something weird with that. I don't know. Vader should have signed a new contract after that game because that shit was out of pocket. But you know, <laughs> yo, what about you, Austin? What was your game? What's the best game you played this year? So I think my response is going to be perfect for this because the best game that I played of the past 12 months was The Last of Us Part 2 and the worst game I played of the last 12 months was Fallen Order. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> he, hated, he hated Fallen Order so much. That's hilarious. Let me get Fallen Order out of the way first. Uh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't want to pile on too much. I already had a hot take about it a few podcasts back so I don't need to break over it as much but the thing that I've realized is I'm 30 years old now so I don't have as much patience for video games that I used to and if it's not a sports game I don't enjoy grinding it out to get to the next level as much I've also done more first person shooters or first person point of view type games for whatever reason because those are the games that also had interesting stories whether it was Call of Duty or Bioshock or what have you so I never played any of the Star Wars games oddly enough I don't really know why. I guess I didn't know about them well enough when I was too much into playing sports games when they came out. So I was pretty excited to see Fallen Order because this was going to be the first real game outside of Battlefront 2, uh, which I played when it came out a few years back. The remake, or I guess you could call it. I actually enjoyed that yeah. a lot. But anyway, so this was going to be the first really story-driven You're a Jedi Knight game. I was pretty excited about it. And early on in the game, I started dying early. And I was like, this is kind of weird like they usually kind of spoon feed you the first couple of levels i was playing on normal mode like i always do and i think halfway through the game i was just like i'm not enjoying this it requires a lot of patience and if you've played first person shooters 
you're not really looking for that patience. By the end of it, I just wanted to get through the story. I put it on easy mode. I was still struggling. It was still too hard for me. And I just put it on easy mode and I didn't enjoy it. But I thought maybe I'm just not as adept at video games as I used to be. Maybe I'm getting old or something. So I was starting to wonder, like, maybe it's me that's having these issues. I played The Last of Us 2 and I realized, oh no, it's just that game wasn't for me. The Last of Us 2 had everything that I was looking for in Jedi Fallen Order. Story-driven, challenging, but not too challenging. You never knew when you were supposed to do something or not, which I kind of liked because it felt more immersive to me from a story standpoint. And it had characters that I really cared about. So from the mechanics of the game, and this wasn't even a first-person shooter. This was, oddly enough, third-person, which is the same format of Fallen Order. So I think it comes down to story and mechanics. With Fallen Order, I didn't care about Cal Kestis. I found him really annoying. I really... <laughs> I just I, I couldn't stand this. him. That's funny. I couldn't shit. stand him because he's so like righteous in such a like corny way, and I just mm. I didn't like that at all. Well, isn't that like <laughs> all, that's how all those Jedi are though? Yeah, that is kind of the point. There a lot of them are corny, <laughs> righteous. If I was, that's so funny. That's <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I still love Luke Skywalker. Uh, I still like Rey. He's like so. the corniest, righteous, most righteous <laughs> bull alive. I know. I know. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> that's actually great. Yeah. I, Maybe it was I, the red hair or something. I don't know. <laughs> His face was very annoying. I will say that, and I know it's the right. actor, but that's actually fucking. <laughs> that is pretty funny so i do feel a little left out because well i guess i shouldn't feel left out but i don't have a ps4 so i can't play last of us damn you played yourself <laughs> i know i've been sitting here for seven years just like i'm waiting for the ps5 and i know it's coming out in a few weeks i'm getting the ps5 my cousin was like yo you traitor i was like no bro i miss my jrpgs and i miss having actual games that people care about myself included but i really want to play last of us and austin like when i read your piece on last of us and i had watched some of the live streams on twitch and everything i was really excited excited but i realized that i'm really only going to get to explore this on twitch until the ps5 when i can you know then buy the game and play it backwards compatible yeah you know i really after playing fallen order i was really wondering if i was ever going to play a video game again that would be as affecting as the games i've played before i mean there's mm. bioshock red dead redemption the batman mm. arkham games these true, are games true. That whether you've played them once or you've played them a few times they stick with you and i would put the last of us two on that pantheon definitely it, not i'm not last jedi definitely not the last jedi yeah De fall, definitely fall, not fallen order fallen probably order. not <laughs> see fallen order no yeah yeah one thing i realized about fallen order is like if this was a game that didn't have the star wars label i would have quit a long time ago like the reason i kept mm -hmm. at it and finished it was because it's star wars and it's True. canon unfortunately it's canon um for now the mouse so, controls space yeah i mean see what i think fallen order really missed out on and i I think it's honestly its biggest lack is really content wise and when you look at the diversity in games today especially games that are supposed to be single player story driven games the lack of really in-depth expansion of where what you can do where you can go it really shows up and i think that i guess brandon i can it speaks a little bit again to like the whole xbox and like playstation thing is that yeah. there's a lot of exclusives on playstation that i would compare it to the first the things that pops into head really instantly is like god of war and yeah like, yeah the yeah, depth I, of yeah. content within the game especially nowadays like you shouldn't be able to blow through a game and you know this my thing and this is how i play every 
video game I play, I try to play it on the hardest difficulty. If they if yeah. it's unlocked, I'll play it on it. And I think it just it's an interesting challenge and it makes one, it makes games that are shorter take a lot longer. And yeah. even still with Fallen Order, it didn't take that long. And when you did get to the end, the lack of content outside of it was very upsetting, especially for how much lore and how much stuff exists within the Star Wars universe. And especially for them to have put out such a supposedly meaningful DLC that doesn't really expand into... Nah, it wasn't meaningful at all. Yeah, it didn't really expand into anything, so... It's just a fight club, basically. Yeah, like, (laughs) you know, I want more from my single-player story-driven games than just the quick, linear story. And I'm not talking about running around and getting fucking collectibles and shit, because that's, like, 2010, 2015 type games. I'm not here for that. I'm here for in-depth expansions of the stories and characters that make me feel immersed and want to look forward to more games in the future. And I didn't get that. But you know what? It's a Star Wars game, and at the end of the day, the mouse needs cash, and that's what the mouse got. So, it <laughs> is what it is. Did you find The Last of Us to be immersive enough? I know you didn't finish it yet, but do you feel like there's enough content? Because I personally felt like there was enough. Well, see, I like the way The Last of Us is laid out, and the way the content is given to you is so much better than it is through something like Fallen Order. Because there's always that, like, you know, there's like, you know, you can fly to this planet, you can go to this planet, but I'm looking for a more like, you're here in the environment, and you get to explore the environment naturally. And then as you move through it, the story continues and so on and so forth and i did like the content especially the side content that's in the last of us i enjoy just you know going and exploring the other buildings and doing some of that stuff but like it's so weird for me because i don't want to fall fall in order too much about it because it's just a gripe of mine that may not even matter to other people but maybe i'm just too used to stuff but i or maybe i'm spoiled and i just want too much from video games and i need to shut up but i like the amount of stuff that was in the last of us but then again i haven't beaten it yet and if the game takes a long ass time and the content doesn't continue to keep my interest my answer may change but so far i definitely enjoy it and i do like the extra content so take it or leave it it is what it is games need more stuff in them 60 dollars, baby shit <laughs> i mean more for some games because like oh, especially true. if you get like season passes and shit oh dude they're tripping <laughs> i hate spending money on video games now it makes me angry i just can't even deal with it like i remember when i was young 40 dollars was a lot of money for a video game yeah like it was a lot of money like i'll go to my mom and be like yo mom i need a ps2 game it's 40 dollars she'd be like hard and she was like, that's, a, that's a lot of money jeff and i was like oh, you right nowadays dude i can imagine like trying to hit your mom for a fuck that's like damn near a hundred dollars which yeah with, you know you get that you get a little bit of that protection program something like get the warranty for the game all that bull you know what that's just the logic too much of it i just want games to be like you know like you said earlier austin have that lasting impact when you play it and you put it down you're still thinking about it after and that's what you really want from a video game absolutely segueing back from what we were talking about before i think a trend i've noticed in video games is that it seems like now they're not even putting out a finished product yet they put out the bare bones it almost feels like okay let's just put this out with what we got charge them 60 bucks see what they complain about and then we'll patch it up later whereas this isn't even half a video game man It's like a quarter beta. Real shit. So that's where I'm going with this because with Battlefront 2, which I think I was in the minority, 
party where I actually liked it from the jump, but it left a lot of people with much to be desired. And the content came later. And like, I think two or three years later now, it's a completely different video game. People seem to love it. So Brandon, let's talk about Avengers because I have so many questions. I was watching you play it on Twitch. Shout out to our Twitch stream, which we'll definitely plug at the end. I made a list for this. I'm glad because I want to sit back and hear all the gripes here because I remember watching you play it and be like, this doesn't look fun. I don't think I'd want to play this. Right? Yo, that is (laughs) the exact feeling I got seeing that game be played. Oh oh my God, yo. Yeah, because I think you both watched the stream. I watched the stream and then I played. Oh my God, dude. It's it's frustrating. It's... Yeah. That game has so much of the shit that I complain about, and it's just like, God damn it. Yeah, I made a list. Like, first things first, the gameplay was off right away. That's like the first thing. The combat is not very satisfying. It lacks depth. The targeting, Jeff, I know you and I both really love playing Kingdom Hearts, and the targeting on this thing is not in anywhere near as good as Kingdom Hearts. And that's saying something. Yeah, true. Yeah. True fact. True shit. Boss fights are frustrating, and also almost all the boss fights are with Black Widow, who already doesn't have a good enough combat loadout, but most of the boss fights are with her. So it's like, oh, okay, sure. That's a great idea. A lot of the stuff is just mob fights, and it's just worse than Kingdom Hearts 3 when it comes to mob fights. Ugh, my soul burns. I know. Graphics were inconsistent and glitchy. There were multiple times where if you change a character's costume, and don't even get me started on the customization, when you change a costume, someone's face would be glitching or the actual <laughs> outfit would be glitching, and like their hair would be glitching if they're not supposed to be wearing that outfit past when it was introduced in a cutscene. If you change the outfit back to like an older one, suddenly like Black Widow's hair is glitching, or like Kamala's mask is glitching, and it's just like, what the fuck is going on here? The load times are ridiculous. Like, I know you're supposed to be able to do your loadout and stuff while you're on the Quinjet and it's supposed to feel like you're on the movie. But oftentimes you're just sitting there waiting for the characters to just like actually take you to the mission. It's not really instantaneous. We probably could have cut out three or four hours of my stream time just from the freaking waiting for the game to load while we're on the Quinjet. The customization? What customization? Like... (laughs) the loot is pretty much bullshit. It's just there to pad your stats, but other than that, it doesn't really do much. The loot is really stupid. Also, they separate the loot and cosmetics. So your costume changes have no effect on your abilities. They have no effect on your loadout. Wait, uh, and then the and then the actual equipment is just there that doesn't show up visually. So it's like all kind of pointless. So it's like, what's the point? Also, how the fuck do you give loot and loadout stuff to the Hulk? I mean, how? that's like a perfect comedy <laughs> in a video game. I mean, if you had different shorts with like different abilities, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, but no, it's like implant shit. It's like, okay, so are you telling me that you're giving implants and stuff to the Hulk? Really? You're trading his ribcage? <laughs> it felt unfinished. There's not a lot of mission variety. It felt very unfinished. And a, a lot of people compared it to Destiny, but I don't really play shooting games much. I suck at well, them. I mean, Destiny had a lot of issues with it also. So. That's probably why. But like, what's weird to me is like Crystal Dynamics, the ones who made this game, they made the Square Enix Tomb Raider reboots. They made a full trilogy. And that trilogy slapped. Like, this is one of the things, right? Like, for me, it's almost the opposite of the Tomb Raider games. Because like, those Tomb Raider games, I thought the story was trash, but the gameplay was so fun that I didn't care. This this one is the opposite to me. I actually liked the story. It wasn't the greatest, but I liked the story. And Kamala Khan is an interesting enough character to carry a narrative like that. But the gameplay wasn't satisfying enough. There's no replay value. They've added a bunch of stuff. They fixed literally thousands of bugs at this point, and I don't give a shit. I never made it past the initial like sign-in screen when you load up the game on your console. I couldn't make it past that after I beat the game. Dude, mm. damn. Brandon, we've had like such long conversations about this game. It's actually really fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
So one of the things that I thought about and I think is like a really good different splitter and you can th see with games where it's not just a quick money grab and where there's like people actually putting their time into it is like look at something like God of War and then look at the Marvel game, right? God of War, there's like no real like loading screens or anything like that. You basically just walk on the what's like the life tree or something. Like you walk through a doorway and you walk on life along the life tree and you have like conversations in between the characters. Mm. And oh, wow. one of the things about that is that like you know that there's a group of people that sat down and were like, Alright guys, we don't want load screens. Let's be creative. Yeah. And it's like someone had the time and sat there and was like, Alright, we don't just want to put the loading screen here or just have a menu where they look through shit. Think about it right now. I bet the three of us could brainstorm five or six different things that's cooler than all right bro hop in the quinjet we're off <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah like you know what i mean so there's like that artistic touch that just isn't there and it shines through when something's not art when it's trying to be art like people may not like it but video games are definitely art and it's just so fucking obvious like the second you pick that game up and the second you pick up something like that god of war you're just like oh okay yeah. someone actually gave a shit about this right 100 yeah, yeah i played a little bit of god of war one of my friends played a little bit of it in the beginning at their place and i was very much impressed and it made me even sadder that i didn't have a ps4 but i still didn't do shit about it so <laughs> you'll be there soon my friend don't worry. i'll be there soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, it's just we could easily just pull up all the stuff we talked about but there's just so much marvel and disney and all them put such a groundwork in for them to have just like cheaped out so hard on the video the game bed. is so sad yeah. and it's just like it's such a slap in the face to like that entire aspect of entertainment and it's just like dude like look at grand theft auto that's like the largest selling media thing in history from any movie any anything yeah gta 5 right yeah it's a video yeah. game. like wow. people want to be a part of the stories they're watching and imagine if you literally got to play out like fucking avengers infinity war through yeah. a video right. game like so many people would do that and it's just crazy it's mind-blowing that they would just be like ah i don't know just get that shit out dog like come on like ah, it's just like what yeah like, Jeff, I think you and I talked about this before, like offline, but like the fact that you have two credible studios with Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics co-signing this game. In Square Enix, they, they tag teamed for the Tomb Raider reboots. And like Square Enix is very famous for Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts and a whole bunch of other really more or less well-crafted series and well-received series. So like to come back and churn this shit out is like, what? It's crazy. Like the fact that Marvel can put out something like the Spider-Man game and that game's not crazy great, but Jesus Christ, if you tried a little bit with what the Avengers could have done, that's basically what you would get is the Marvel's Avengers mar instead of just Marvel Spider. Like, I don't know, man. It's so weird. Like, how are you going to leave all that bread on the table? Like, I would have definitely spent 60 bucks on an Avengers game. And clearly, I don't like spending $60 on anything as <laughs> I've shown in this whole podcast. So, right. What's frustrating for me is the fact that we have had three, uh, four actually, phenomenal Batman games. And we had the Spider-Man game, which was great. We have seen firsthand that studios can make story-driven stories that have extra content that's actually interesting. Like the Batman Arkham series is the only series where I have to finish 100% because there's so much packed into it. Whether it's oh, yeah. collectibles, even though they're collectibles, they're interesting because you have to fight the Riddler if you get all the collectibles or you have all these interesting costumes as callbacks to previous iterations of the character. And the same thing with Spider-Man with all of his different suits and all of the B or C or D list villains he had to fight. It was worth
worth it to finish those games 100% throughout. So it's not like they were trying to reinvent the wheel here. The way to do it has already been presented. That's all we really needed. And that's what I thought we were going to get. And that's what I was initially really excited because I'd love to play, you know, Arkham Asylum, but it's the Justice League or Arkham Asylum, but it's Superman. So I thought it was going to be Arkham Asylum, but it's the Avengers. And turns out it's Battlefront 2 when it first came out. That's being generous. That is. Really? That's being okay. very generous. It's like, honestly, it reminded me of old single player games from like early Xbox 360. Like a lesser prototype. Like I'd rather play Prototype 2 than play the Avengers game. Yeah, I'd rather play the original Marvel Ultimate Alliance than play this game. Yeah, like there's, I don't know, there's just a lot of stuff to come at with that video game. And it just makes you think it's either they had a skeleton crew running this thing or they really just did not give two shits. Like, it would have never made it past a testing pool of people. Like, there's no shot this game would have made it through any type of testing. I mean, if it did, that's amazing, because I would have failed this shit. Oh, no, they tested it. The problem was, the the problem was, when they (laughs) tested the game, they did that, and, like, when you hear the comments from the people who play-tested it, they're like, they didn't fix shit that we told them. (laughs) (laughs) People were like, yeah, they just basically put out the beta as the game. I was like, oh, my God. It shows... It very much shows. shows. Oh my god. Brandon, you brought up the graphics too. Like, I remember when I was watching and I was like, these graphics are terrible. But I I was wondering, like, is that just me? Or like, no, this game came out 2020. Bro, when I started streaming the game, it was the opening weekend of the game. It came out September 2020. That's wild. Came out Labor Day weekend. They threw that shit out like, all right, y'all starving in COVID. Here's some scraps. Yeah. And that was after it got pushed back from May. They should just put it out next May. That's crazy, dude. Ugh. SMH. The only other thing is, like, if it was maybe third-gen quality, maybe, but certainly not fourth-gen quality, the graphics, so... Wait, 8-bit quality. (laughs) I think we may have already answered this question, but let's do it anyway. We've got the new Xbox Series S. So they have Series X and Series S, but I think one takes this and one doesn't. Wait, what? Okay. I think. What? That's weird. I don't fully know. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I've been eyeing the PS5 so long. I, I, Wait, I, how the hell does that make sense? How that shit not? How the hell is a video game trying not take discs? Because they're making discs obsolete. PS5 is doing the same thing. They're doing one with a disc and one without disc. Disc. Oh, drive. what the hell? All right, yo. I already got my PS4 hey, and PS2. I don't know hey, what's PS3, so that shit's garbage. But Yeah, PS3 is dead. But yo, hold on to that, man. I'm not trying to lose discs. Hey, man. When's the last time you bought a CD? Like two weeks ago. <laughs> you bought an album? Yeah, dude. You got to own. <laughs> Own shit, bro. <laughs> Look, when you exchange your money for something, you should get something in your hands. I don't want the right to play. I want the, the shit in my grip. Like, a physical copy comes with a digital copy. I don't need you to take away the only money you're fucking spending on distributing this thing. <laughs> like, think about it. Seriously, imagine how much more money you're going to make off a video game when you don't have to put it into a truck and ship it to a goddamn retailer. I mean, GameStop can suck a dick because they eat dick anyway, but I still want to have a video game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to have it in my hand. I like the disc. And whatever happened to video game art on video game covers and shit like that. I used to love flipping my covers upside down when they'd have some cool-ass artwork inside. And, and the books. Shit, yeah. Like, come on, man. That's what I'm talking about. They're getting cheaper and cheaper, and this shit is getting more and more expensive. And next thing you fucking know, they're going to be like, all right, dog, you need this new PS5 in, but it's $80 now. And you're like, what you mean it's $80 now? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Games. You know what I'm saying? It's not crazy. They did it from PS2, PS3. Somehow somebody snuck that shit in, and all of a sudden, video games 
just sixty dollars a piece now, and you're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. But somewhere between 9/11 and fucking Barack Obama, video games got expensive as shit, and we need to figure this out because they can't keep happening. <laughs> <laughs> what? So on that note, are you guys buying PS5? Or are you guys buying whatever the new generation of Xbox is? I'm probably going to buy all of them in all, honestly. Really? Both? Wow. Well, that Nintendo Switch, is, I'm going to end up getting it. Oh, time. okay. I need to build a PC, and then I'm going to get PS5 first as my new console. And then eventually, maybe an Xbox if there's any reason for me to. Definitely Nintendo Switch. I like gaming on the go, but I want to save my phone battery. And if I'm building a PC, it's probably not going to be a laptop. So I can't really travel with the desktop. Jeff, I think you're definitely on the PS5 train. Well, I mean, I have a Xbox One and I have a PS4. Actually, I got my PS4 on sale on a crazy midnight sale for $200. I got the Spider-Man PS4, one of like a hundred of them. You know, just crazy luck. But I'm probably going to end up buying both. I have a computer I built anyway. But I don't know if I will buy them anytime soon just because my TV is just not that good to justify buying a next-gen system. So I have to figure out what I want to do because I do like consoles and I do want to have one of them at least. So whichever one goes on sale first, and I hope it's the PS5 because I want the <laughs> PS5. Unless a game comes out and it's so goddamn good I have to buy it, and in which case I will obviously buy the console because I like to make impulse decisions. But, you know, cross that bridge when it comes to Yeah, I'm probably going to get the PS5. And I think one thing I've noticed, and I think this was touched on a little bit earlier, but from what I've seen lately is it seems like with PlayStation being more story driven and with xbox it seems being more about combat or halo type games it almost feels like playstation is for the english majors and xbox is for the math majors nerds but different types of nerds yeah the nerds who read and the nerds who do math fair nerds all over the place curious to see if the uh, trend of cross-play continues between games because it's I don't know if that's going to really have a, as much of a impact because I know a lot of people that buy Xboxes just simply for the fact that all their friends have Xboxes. But, yeah, um, that was why I did it originally. Yeah, but you know, if you have the ability to just play anyone, you know, play with anyone online, barring I guess certain exclusives, it might as well just get whatever system you want. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I like a lot of ex- PlayStation exclusives though. So PS5 is the move if you're just trying to chill at the crib, play some games. Yeah, I want to have some fun and play games again. Like I was you know we're grown now it's not like high school we could devote loads of time to playing Dante's Inferno <laughs> Jesus Christ that. which thank you for lending me that time by the way but still <laughs> can't do that no more without this see the man is taking control of the freedom of people to share and experiences without paying for it over and over SMH <laughs> whatever happened to freedom whatever happened to America if there's one thing I've learned if there's money to be made and cuss to be caught then that's what you get sad so there's a lot of games that are coming out and might be coming out in the following months that I feel like it's a good place to talk about. We got the Miles Morales game. We have Squadron. We have Cyberpunk 2077 being delayed. So I personally am pretty enthused about all three of those games. Of those three, or is there like a different game that you guys are excited to play next? I'm very interested in playing that Miles Morales Spider-Man. Yeah. Because Insomniac makes good games, 
and I want to see if they listen to some of the criticisms of the original Spider-Man game. Because that game was very fun. And there's definitely just a handful of things they could have done different. And I'm interested to see where it takes. But obviously, God of War, whatever comes out for the sequel to that, is the number one game that's on my radar for whenever it comes out on PS5. So, you know, I don't really have a time frame for it, but that's just smack dab at the top. That's fair. I'm also interested in Miles Morales game. Again, as I've been lamenting over the last seven years and still not doing anything about it. So by not having PS4, I missed out on the Spider-Man game. I missed out on The Last of Us. So with getting a PS5, I'm looking to play Miles Morales. Obviously, Into the Spider-Verse is my favorite Spider-Man movie. I think we talked about that in one of our previous episodes. And Miles Morales has always been an interesting character to me, even though he's only been around for maybe nine years. I am interested a little bit in Star Wars Squad. Yeah, I feel like I would rather play that either in VR or like at Dave & Buster's or something as opposed to owning it. Just kind of a throwback to the old Star Wars trilogy arcade that I used to play and bust around on. Cyberpunk 27 First, I feel like that might not come out until 2077, but it seems interesting. I'm curious about what the implications are for a game that lets you get so customizable that you can customize your nether regions. Oh, your junk is... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like your penis and shit? You can have like an extra... You can just make it huge. Yeah, That's I'm wondering about those implications and what the rating is going to end up being. Is it going to be M or, or AO or other things like that? But, you know, like you guys were saying before, video games end up being art for better or worse. And another form of expression i do like rpgs so something like that'll be interesting in some capacity if not the storytelling then at least the gameplay might i still love me some final fantasy even if some of the games have been hit or miss at least after final fantasy 10 final fantasy 16 had a trailer come out a couple weeks to a month ago at this point and i'm curious how the gameplay evolves by the time they're ready to release it it looked like just a demo so that looks fun i would be interested in whatever's next in god of war although i do have to play catch up on that on the last one i used to play them on ps2 it didn't beat all of them, but they were always fun. And the good luck, my guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. That is the hardest boss of any game I've played in a long time. Yeah, I feel like a lot of final bosses haven't been difficult in games I've played. There are like other bosses that are harder in the game. No, I actually agree, just uh, yeah. I remember the boss fights being hard. One of the things that they did really well, and you'll appreciate it if you played the other Gods of War, is the character development of Kratos and how they yeah. took the game from what it was into what it is now. It was well done. It was very well executed. And the game maintains that speed, kind of, of what you expect of God of War. And while it may not be as grandiose as falling down Mount Olympus with the giants, like, riding Gaia back up to go murder Zeus... Because, you know, you gotta start somewhere. It's really good. So, definitely recommend you'll enjoy it. Play it on the hardest difficulty if you're not scared. I do like a challenge. It'll be frustrating. If you beat the final, final boss, power. That's one of the best achievements I have on my PS4. That's a good one. That meant some dumbass Kingdom Hearts ones. Because that game is just obviously played by children. So, they can't beat it. They can't make it too hard. I don't know about all that. That shit is impossible. <laughs> I will say. The what's-his-face, Yazora. Yazora. God, dude. I mean, on the first try, I did pretty well. But. But that was just after like basically no hitting Master Zaynor on the hardest difficulty. So I was in my bag. I was just like, I'm the greatest player this game has ever seen. And then so, you just do that and you're just like, Jesus. I remember you sent me some of the videos and I was just like, why are you not Twitch streaming? What the fuck? <laughs> that dude is ridiculous. It's fun though. See, that's the type of stuff that you know those dudes at Kingdom Hearts are just like, all right, these people are going to be playing this game for too goddamn long. So let's just make it stupid. And good job. Yeah, it's like one of those series that's kind of weird. Like it's kind of made for two audiences. It's like made for a little 
literal children and they're just made for like hardcore gamers who don't mind the kitty shit just so they can get to the real literal shit. Literal children. It's hilarious. This literal children. It's so funny. The- it's weird. I don't know how to explain it. That's like, a perfect way to say yeah. it. It's, just, it's delayed for literal children. Like I skipped every single cutscene. Almost every single cutscene. I think I've watched one or two. I've never even seen Frozen. I have a no fucking clue what the fuck any of them were talking about. I was like, I don't care about any of this. I'm trying to whop on whatever this dumbass thing is about to show up. So I continue on to get to the next part of this game. Because we all know the best part of Kingdom Hearts is the is the end game. And you get to scrap and scrap. And yeah. they did it so good putting that final mix piece into the... Oh my god, so good. So good. That game is hilarious. That's the type of extra content you need. And that's see, yeah. That's how you know they were listening to all us bitching all the time about that <laughs> shit. That's it's so good. <laughs> Complaining works. It brought how many series back from the grave, and then it, it fixes right. video games, right? Speaking of weird, did any of you guys play that Doom remake, Doom Eternal? I haven't played it. No, I heard about Did it. You? I've seen some some streams, but no, I have not played it. Yet. It's one of the games I've been thinking about picking up because I played the Doom 2016. That was a fun game, you know, running around demon smashing. But I was curious because that's a good one to add to the list if you have played. I mean, Cyberpunk should be cool. I'm weary of these like kind of open worldish video games because they can be hit or miss depending on how it turns out. They can say stuff, but then it's then you end up with a bunch of radiant quests and you're just like, ah, this sucks. Yeah, I think right now I'm most excited for Miles Morales. The thing that I've been waiting for is Wolfenstein. I don't know if it's Wolfenstein or Wolfenstein 3. Ooh. Yeah, where they remade the game a few years back and basically you go and save the world against cyberpunk Nazis. The one thing that I'm a little worried about is I think they were acquired by Microsoft or something, so I'm a little worried yeah. it's going to be Xbox only. I would say they probably wouldn't do that just because it's going to make more money if you do cross-platform and it's already an established franchise but fingers crossed on that one i want to know how we save the world from cyberpunk nazis that is a fair point on that note with the bethesda purchased by microsoft that actually does make me wonder if they're going to just try to use them as like the new bungie because i think initially bungie only made games for like pc and xbox when they were first making the halo games and so i wonder if they're going to use bethesda to try to make some more first party xbox games and xbox exclusive games without necessarily choking fans out of like old franchises like Fallout and Elder Scrolls and Wolfenstein. Well, the money grab has already yeah. changed those games for the worse. So the Elder Scrolls has gone the MMO route, and I'm not the biggest fan of MMO games. Fair. But they're my opinion always just money grabs. And Todd Howard True. can only release Skyrim so many times. I I mean, he doesn't think so, <laughs> but you can only release that game so many times. I'm interested to see what Microsoft has in store for Bethesda, and I want to see if they can perhaps use Bethesda's storytelling abilities to perhaps change up the Halo series and maybe add some depth to it that hasn't been seen or maybe expand on some previous IP that they're trying to push in other directions. But in terms of old series being moved into exclusive categories, I feel like I can't just be on the agenda. I feel like that's not the move. Yeah. It has to be developing new IP, changing old IP to make it different and add yeah. some depth to it. Because I can see them trying to put out some sort of like open world halo game like halo universe or some shit like that you know where you run around as master chief doing some bullshit god knows where but you know something like that well Well, gentlemen i think we are near the end so it is time for my favorite segment of every podcast and that would be hot takes city (laughs) 
Let's start with Brandon first to give Ooh. Jeff a few minutes to come up with his hot take. I think that the trend of Netflix trying to develop television shows and movies about video games is going to be really hit or miss. I'm skeptical that all those IPs will work out. Some things are really just meant to stay video games and some things can work if you dig deep into the lore. I think we've seen things like Castlevania that can work out really well if you're digging into the lore instead of trying to reproduce the gameplay for the screen and other things like the Mortal Kombat web series that came out in the late 2000s and early 2010s on YouTube that actually had some money from WB poured into it and had like Michael J. White. Again, you dig into the lore, you can actually have some interesting content come out and kind of adapt things. But we haven't really seen a trend of video game adaptations being good. And there's a wider variety of failed content than successful ones. And I think when you have something like the Lara Croft movies with Angelina Jolie probably being the best of those movies, that's not a good trend <laughs> at all. My high take is more so like, can we please knock it off and really just try to come up with actual new content? I would agree with that 100%. It's just hard to recreate the feel of a video game. They were thinking of doing a Bioshock movie and that never got made. But I feel Thank like God. I was excited for it. But thinking back on it, I'm glad it didn't happen because I'm not really sure what you could have done to enhance or make it your own in movie form. Because the whole point of Bioshock is like first person. And if you put an actual actor instead of that, it changes what Bioshock's about from, from the jump. Yeah, so. I think they really need to kind of understand the medium and really understand what they're doing. Like you can tell right away when something's a cash grab right like the assassin's yeah. creed movie and a whole bunch of other stuff there's a splinter oh, yeah. cell movie with they made an assassin's yeah. creed movie with Holy michael fassbender shit i <laughs> forgot about that exactly imagine wow. how popular assassin's creed is and no one fucking remembers the movie because it was trash and no one wanted that movie because it was gonna be trash <laughs> i totally forgot it yeah and i'm sure they're doing like a hitman movie if they haven't already they did a max Payne movie that was garbage with mark Wahlberg and ludicrous because that's who you want in your max Payne movie what they gotta do for these movie video games is they gotta stop trying to recreate these like main the gameplay stories and gameplay they gotta start having individual stories that happen within a game in the same universe that's the type of shit that is easy to understand and you can put your own spin to and people can just digest yeah or here's an idea stop making them fucking movies truth you're trying to boil down an experience that is at minimum 10 hours in into one and a half to two when you could just as easily mean go with a TV show route, which is, you know, what Netflix is kind of doing. So fingers crossed, even though I just kind of said they shouldn't do it in the first place, but they're already doing it. So fuck me, you know, kind of like with Star Wars, it's kind of a serialized storytelling is much better for getting out the content and the lore of stuff with video games. Just like, you know, I think TV and comics work better for Star Wars in some ways than movies and video games also work well for it. There's a certain point where the movies just get exhausting, as we saw with the new trilogy and, you know, the spinoffs. Jeff, do you have a hot take? All right, here's one. Anyone that buys a sports game like Madden or 2K every year is a dumbass because those games do not change enough to be spending 60 goddamn dollars like I said before. Every year. Uh, every year. You should be buying a sports game once every four years maximum. And that's minimum and maximum. Just buy them once every four years. Don't play yourself. And EA and all those dudes are shysters because they should just make one game every four years. Put out updates. And you can make so many things and updates 
updates these days. They can add shaders, text shit, and all that. Like, they need to stop playing with people's money these days. And uh, people need to wise up. Start dumping your money into EA. They're the devil of video games. But wait, Jeff, are you also counting eSport games? Because they kind of crank those out every year, too. Uh, who the fuck is buying eSports? I mean, eSport is a very, like, vague term because, like, Call of Duty could also be an eSport at this point. Oh, I mean, I bought my first Call of Duty game in the last, like, five or six years the other day. So, you know, I got to practice what I preach. But anyone who's buying any game that's pumped out yearly is playing yourself. It's impossible for anything with that much depth to be churned out like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like you going to McDonald's expecting the greatest burger of your life. And they pumping that shit out in, like, a minute. I'm like, bro, let's use common sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. I can hear that, uh, except I play MLB The Show, and the reason that I buy it every year is that they do make improvements and changes, and the content is vastly different from year to year, and there's also online play, so you're not going to be able to play MLB 19 anymore because no one's online playing that game. But I have seen from reviews that Madden is just putting out the absolute bare minimum carbon copy each year, and I don't know, maybe people just play it just to play online. Those types, I don't know. They should stop doing all that loot box shit, paying for fuck video game stuff. Like I don't know. It's just people are just throwing money at them, and you just don't need to. They're responsible for giving you a quality product. I don't know. Maybe it's just from playing video games my whole life, but I just have a certain expectation of an amount of content in a game and an amount of value in a game. And I never saw sports games. To be honest, I don't really know about MLB The Show. I've never actually played it, so I'm not going to speak to it. But this is just from like playing 2K, playing Madden, playing FIFA. It's just like, come on. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, I thought it's, like the next game was supposed to be different. Like, not just like, oh, look, new players. You can play this type of career mode now. Or there's a cutscene. Name your guy Scarface. Right. 2K is probably the worst offender. 2K and Madden. Now, granted, I don't really play 2K like that, but I know a lot of folks and I've watched streams for 2K. And it's interesting because now the 2K21 is out, it's only been out for like a month, maybe two at this point. The 2K20 community, like Austin was talking about with MLB The Show, 2K20 has a bunch of chumps and, you know, just a lot of easy, like low level players, low skill players, because all the really good players have gone on to 2K21. Mind you, they're probably going to rebuy the game on next gen, but they're already playing the current iteration. I'm not going to bash anybody, but I know that for me i don't personally invest in like sports games and stuff because i know they come out every year that's a me thing though i gave up i used to play nba live uh, back in the day and then i started playing 2k a little bit but i didn't really want to keep getting it every year i thought it was a waste of my money and i prefer to have a game for me that does go for a while that's why i play a lot of rpgs so like i love playing mass effect and a bunch of other stuff because it lasted me like 20 30 40 50 hours and it has the replayability factor for me all they have to do is just you know wait put out a game in 2025 basically you you know, just wait. That's all. Alright, Austin, let's hear your hot take. My hot take is probably going to be the hottest of my takes ever. Oh, so get ready. I think that with COVID and everything going on, that eventually the studios are going to have, for the time being at least, every upcoming DC movie just go to HBO Max, and every Marvel movie just go to Disney Plus. They're probably going to drag their feet a lot and try not to do it. But I think it's just inevitable that until we can get this virus under control, 
that's the best way to do it. So that's what I think they're going to do. Interesting. I agree with you on the DC movies. I think that for all intents and purposes, they are still course correcting, even if I've liked more of the movies that they've put out lately. And I'm excited for some of the other ones. Obviously, Snyder Cut is its own beast now because it's mm-hmm. basically a miniseries. It's not a fucking movie anymore. It's just Zack Snyder's on his revenge tour. <laughs> but with the Marvel ones, it's a little different because they are still developing TV shows. And so I think they might try their best to take advantage of the TV shows and try to still put out the movies as movies because for all intents and purposes, Mulan was a failure. Mulan was a catastrophic failure. Like they didn't make nearly enough as much money as they would have just by putting it out in the damn theater anyways. Probably would have made tenant money if they put it out in the theater anyways. There's only so many people that would be willing to spend $30 on a subscription service that they're already paying for to watch a remake movie. So then like, you know, you have adaptations and stuff for things like Black Widow and all that are coming out. I know that Kevin Feige is pushing back on them going to Disney Plus in the first place. He wants them to come out in theater. The head of the Regal Cinemas, there was an interview that I heard with him, I think with the Wall Street Journal. He was actually talking about the main reason that all the movies basically got shifted to next year was because California and New York aren't opening movie theaters. So if those two states open movie theaters, we'll get the movies back in the theaters no matter what COVID looks like. Well, so I have a couple of thoughts on this. So, okay. first one is, regardless of what anyone thinks about the virus or their leanings about it, the movie theater industry has definitely taken a heavy hit from this. Yeah. In terms of mm-hmm. physical theaters and all that junk. So, they've lost pretty much any leverage in what they're going to show once they gain the ability to show movies again. So, what I think we're going to see is, even more than before, is just like a domination of, if people go back to the movies, all you would see are only Disney movies, you wouldn't see any other movies movies unless they had probably paid some amount of money Mm -hmm. and i think that no matter how you slice this this is like a boon for disney and marvel and all these movie making people because here's how it goes and i'm thinking about this from thinking back to scrappitude in the ufc and how the ufc now it technically exists behind two paywalls you need an espn plus subscription and then you can buy the pay-per-view and i yeah. don't see any reason why disney wouldn't start doing something like that where they're like hey guys we've got the latest marvel movie on disney plus but you have to join and then pay for a, th- a cheaper ticket price you know maybe it's 15 dollars or 18 dollars something like that and now you're a member of disney plus for a month and now you get to see the latest Marvel movie. And I think, well, that would create a customer retention that's just the amount of money they would make off that would just be crazy. You know, you would start rivaling Netflix money at that point, you know, making $300 million a month or some crazy amount of money, whatever they make. And that is just like dumb bread, no matter how you slice it. And if they have to go back to the movies, Disney's going to be like, hey, if you want any money or want to have any of our movies, every screen's going to be, you know, Black Widow, whatever the fuck the movie is. Like, you're not going to get anything if every screen isn't this. And what are the theaters going to do? They have to. They're dying out here. So if theaters come back and, you know, depending on what type of movie you like, diversity of choice to see things is going to be much diminished. And I don't expect to see anything but the newest Disney film, a Marvel movie, and some dog movie starring like Harrison Ford or some shit like that. Oh, damn. (laughs) I forgot about that. Actually, Jeff, you, you do bring up a good point. Well, damn, this has been fun. So on that note, why don't we tell everyone where we can find people? Jeff, let us know where we can find you on the socials. So you can find my personal Twitter at OR215, O-H-A-R-D. And you should also check out Scrapitude at Scrapitude. 
and check out our Instagram, Philly, and the YouTube, Philly. And I'm there with my co-host, Timothy Lewis, and we talk about mixed martial arts and boxing and, you know, just the current events in that world and different fights coming up and what we think. And it's a lot of trash talk, a lot of hilarity, and if you're easily offended, you should definitely listen so you can get heated. Yeah, that's where you can find me, and you can find Timothy at Timothy Lewis too. So, follow and subscribe and review. Brandon, where can we find you? Well, as always, you can find me on Twitter at at B-C-K-E-S-S-O and on Instagram at L-D Chocolate. And you can find me on Twitter at A-D-W Austin. That's A-D-W-A-U-S-T-I-N. You can find me on Instagram at A-Hall, which is A-H-A-L-L 3234. That was it for the episode. And thank you everyone for coming along. I want to thank Jeff for coming in as our guest star for today's episode. Thanks thank for listening. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for talking end of episode hi i'm austin hall and here's your fact check star wars battlefront 2 is a sequel to star wars battlefront that came out in 2015 which rebooted the series the dlc content for battlefront 2 includes characters from all eras of star wars star wars jedi fallen orders dlc includes combat challenges and two new game modes the price of next-gen games will be $70, 10 bucks more than the last-gen's game price of $60. The video game Marvel's Avengers reportedly resulted in a $63 million loss for Square Enix. You can follow our Twitch stream at Nerdcraft Nation, all one word. The video game Cyberpunk 2077 is set to release on December 10th. Fingers crossed. Microsoft acquired ZeniMax Media and publisher Bethesda Softworks, and at this time it is unclear if franchises like Wolfenstein would be exclusive to Xbox or not. Hitman has two movie adaptations that came out already, one in 2007 and a reboot in 2015. And that's our show. Nerdcraft Nation is a partner of Pub Square Media and is hosted by Austin Hall, Jose Lopez, Brandon Kessley, and Chris Walker. Our theme music was composed by Daniel Ferris. If you'd like to keep up with the show, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdcraft Nation. You can also like us on Facebook or subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Be sure to leave a review if you can. If you'd like to send us a voice message, please check out our show notes for a link to our voicemail inbox.